welcome to the Cineworld pod. Hello and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I am Luke Owen. I'm Ollie Davis. Hello, mate. How Hello. are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is our last week where we're not recording the show itself in our, our studio. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you think it's... We're all set to do that next week? As of starting next week, it should be, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, as of next week, in theory, I'm going to be an asterisk there, uh, we will actually be in a cinema recording the show. Yeah, a cinema that's very special to me, um, uh, Dan Layton, substitute teacher Dan Layton. West India Key. Mm -hmm. Why is it special to you? I used to... I did my master's in Queen Mary's, which is in Mile End. And I lived in Stepney Green. And I could walk to the West India Key Cineworld with my unlimited card in hand. We're talking 2009 and 10. I would walk there after a night shift because I used to work nights in TV. So I'd get home at 8 a.m. in the morning. I'd sleep for four hours, wake up at midday, walk down to the West India Key Cineworld and watch three films back to back. Wow. So I could stay up and then when I got back home, I'd go to sleep and I'd, that would sort me out. Wow. Three films back to back? Three films back to back. What would you, like, What would, what's your best triple bill you ever did? Oh, uh, I can't even remember. I look, because I was quite tired. A lot of things. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm surprised. But the great thing about that cinema, it's like, it's like 14 screens. Mm. Well, you know when people talk about limited releases here and there, It'll always be on at West India Key. Massive it is. Yeah. Um, Me and producer Rich went there last week, sort of like a recce. Go walk around. I, I got to see sort of like the hidden areas of cinemas that you don't get to see. Like what? Up? Like what? So, you know, like at the backs, we were looking for plug points. And they were like, oh, yeah, there should be some plug points here. And like pulling back curtains <gasps> to reveal like some plug points right at like where the cinema screen sort of is. So I then got to look behind the cinema screen. That's like going behind the bowling pins. Yeah. It, and it really was just like, what is behind? What is, is it just a wall? Scaffolding. Holding up the cinema screen. Huh. Yeah. And wires. And things like that. And I got to see like where all the lights are and stuff to like the various different settings for like uh, house lights, the cleaning lights and all this. So sort of many stuff. lights. So many lights. More lights than you would think as well. Mm. So it was quite cool to sort of like, you know, have a just sort of a walk around the cinema. Also, we did walk into one of the screens partway through Boss Baby 2. And there was part of me that was like, I could just hang around here, I guess. Um, you know, we, I could see the rest <laughs> of the cinema or maybe I'll just look at screen five a little bit more. Can I put a shout out for already for what podcast listeners should comment on the YouTube video? What's that? Boss Baby 2 fake sequel. <laughs> yeah, we, we have done something similar to that previously. But I think oh, it works. Yeah, but it works. Was I think it, it works better. It was Paw Patrol, actually. It was like, what are you going to call Paw Patrol 2? But I think it works better as Boss Baby 2. Inappropriate. Yeah, sequel names. Not badly inappropriate, like pre existing film titles, but Boss Baby 2, No Time to Die. I, you know, I I said this on the show with Dan Layton. I don't like the hate that Boss Baby gets. I'm it's, not giving any hate. I know you're not, but the internet rags on Boss Baby so unnecessarily because of 
that one article where someone compared a movie to Boss Baby and the basically someone retweeted it being like, man who has only seen Boss Baby compares film to Boss Baby. <laughs> Louis. He's probably our friend Louis. <laughs> so that's sort of become like a running joke of like Boss uh, Baby and everyone now thinks it's like this stupid film. And it's really good. And the sequel's really lovely as well. Go check out the sequel, everyone. Um, Sean Lindsay on the subject we were talking about last week, which was the Lightyear trailer. Yes. Uh, Sean Lindsay said... Uh, it'd be cool if Lightyear is an in-universe modern reboot of the old Buzz Lightyear show that the toy is based oh. on. You could even end the film with the toys watching the film. Or just like propped up in a, like a kid is watching their TV screen or their iPad or whatever it is they do these days. And yet they're in the room with Woody and yeah, that's nice. That's that's really nice. Uh, in fact, EA said, man, I really want Ollie's theory to be right. I mean, no, no, you don't. Nobody <laughs> wants that because it's horrific. LEMMP says, Lightyear is genuinely one of my favorite movie premises of all time. Oh, favorite movie premises, though. Uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is great. Yeah. I, I really like what that director does with Freaky and... Yep. Uh, Happy Death Day. Oh, so good. So you just, you've got a premise, and you're like, nah, I could have another one. Yeah, which well, is like, you, you basically take a comedy movie, and you take the central idea, which is like, well, I'm going to take Groundhog Day's central idea, and I'm going to make a slasher movie out of it. Yeah. I'm going to take the premise of Freaky Friday, and I'm going to make a slasher movie out of it. Love it. What's next? Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> Caddyshack and what? Caddy Slash. Haunted. A haunted Caddyshack. Yeah, that works. Mm. Pretty good. Um, Annika Wilson here. Now, I don't know what to make of this comment because there's, there's certain ways you could read this. I don't know when it happened, but Toy Story was actually my mum's favourite movie. So I'll be numb nut crying in the theatre with a bucket of popcorn. Now, there's part of me that thinks that Annika Wilson is the same age as us and their mum absolutely loved it. Or their mum saw Toy Story when they were a kid mm. and now Annika Wilson is grown up and she's like, oh yeah, my mum saw that when when she was a kid, and now she's really old. Surely it's the former. I'd like to think so as well, because you and I saw Toy Story at the cinema when we were kids. Toy Story 2 was the first film I went to see uh, without an adult. It was me and my friend Ben, mm -hmm. and we got the bus to Blue Water, and we watched it. Do you know what mine was? Gone with the Wind. <laughs> it was not Gone with the Wind. It was Space Jam. Oh, good choice. Space Jam was the first movie I went to go see without my parents. Um, it was a U, so no issues there. The following week, we went to go and watch Batman and Robin. And my mum wasn't sure whether I could go, because it's a PG, which is obviously parental guidance. So my mum called up the cinema <laughs> to ask whether she needed to be with me to buy the ticket, and then she would let me go in, or if I could just buy the ticket on my own. What did they say? They said, he's fine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 15 years old and I'm yeah. just doing this, as a, I'm doing this to buy Pokemon so I can buy sweets or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, they just said it was fine for me to go and buy the ticket on my own. But, you know, my mum was, she, she was curious whether that was, yeah, she's right. It does, it's parental guidance. Today, you just Google. Yeah, you didn't have that. You didn't have and the option. find out. That is, that is how old I am. Mm. She called up a cinema and someone answered. <laughs> 
Um, also, a couple of reviews here. B101001D said, Dune was awesome. Yes. Highly recommend seeing it at a cinema. Coco D said, I would definitely see Halloween Kills, such a great sequel, which helps populate the townsfolk in the ha- town of Haddonfield into its own characters. So with Dune, I liked it so much, I want to see it again because it's a very absorbing movie. Uh, and I like I like what they do with the world building and the, the graphics and the spaceships. And I think, you know, when you see a movie and you're like, my, I'm pretty sure my dad would like this movie. But my dad also no longer has an attention span and he doesn't go to the movies. Yeah. But I'm like, if there's ever a movie that he would really get a kick out of, it's this one. But the, it's too risky, isn't it? Because then I risk taking my dad to the cinema and I just, I, I don't enjoy it because I'm too focused on his enjoyment. Oh, yeah. And it will never be enough. Yeah. So do I take him to see it or do I just not? At the end of the day, you get to have a fun time out with your dad. You get to have a, you get to have a day out with your dad. And isn't that, isn't that lovely? Yeah, <laughs> Well, well, let's get into the main show because we're reacting to another trailer on this week's show. This time looking at Morbius. Get your comments in on the YouTube video and we'll respond to them uh, on next week's show. Here it is. Um, no should we talk about Morbius? Yes. Because we've got a brand new trailer for uh, for Morbius, which we're going to watch in just a second. Uh, but it feels like it's been ages mm. since we saw anything from Morbius. Because I think, I might be wrong on this, the first trailer came out for this in like February 2019. Yeah, and then something happened. I can't remember what happened, but yeah, stuff got pushed back. I think the original timeline was for this to come out before Venom... Let there be carnage. Yes. So everything's skew with. Yeah. So we've got a brand new trailer for the movie. Have you seen it yet? No. No, neither have I. So let's watch it right now. Here we go. Something's like been... T-Rex food. It looks like. Damn it. Jared Leto looking very sickly. That was all from the first trailer. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Some flashbacks. So this is a lifelong illness, it looks like. Yeah. Origin sort of, story. Sort of glass mm. from... Unbreakable style. And the movie Glass. We, have to push the we don't talk about that. <laughs> Oof. So using blood and a lot of science, so it's that blend of magic and science. Bats. Oh wait, this is Batman. I've seen <laughs> no, this superhero. No, 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 this is Sony, remember? As they're calling it, a new Marvel Legends. Ah. That's a smart bit of marketing, because it, it's like an older legendary style character. Oh, it's an old song being done in a creepy style. Crikey. Looks better though. Mm Mm-hmm. But the trailer already? No, the the Jared Leto's skin. Look at it. Oh, it's ripped now. If, If it... 
I've been trying to get abs forever, and if all it took was to become an living undead vampire. living vampire, yeah, I'd, mm. I'd do that. <gasps> he's got powers in that. There's his hearing. Oh, yeah. hearing. Also, he's really a bat. Yeah. It's like definitely more. He's fly. He's full on flying there. I mean, he is a vampire. He yeah, a but vampire. he's not like bat. He's not. He's a, a, he's a he vampire. Just, he was just like yeah. Neo Matrixing. <laughs> There he is. Oh wow! Full on, yeah, full on shot of him. He's a great actor. Oh, yeah. Daily Bugle. Does that mean we get a J. Jonah Jameson? Spider-Man. Doctor Who as well. There's and the there Vulture. There is Michael Keaton. Obviously, Batman in another movie. <laughs> the Vulture in Spider-Man. Who hasn't played Batman? That's a cool fight mechanic if he's going to sort of like jump from yeah. person to person. Sony love their... Is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? Superheroes. Well, that's because they've got a whole lot of villains to work with at the moment. Oof. <laughs> good ending a, gag there. Good, good gag. ending gag there. Which is interesting as well. So, not only then have we got connections to Spider-Man MCU style with the Vulture, he name drops mm -hmm. Venom there. I'm going to just skip back a second as well because... You've seen if you spied something. I, well, I, I Spider-Maned yeah. something. So he walks past Spider-Man there. But look, yeah. that <gasps> Spider-Man... Says murderer spray painted on the mural. Well, that's not what interests me. What interests oh. me is the Spider Man design. That's not Tom Holland's Spider Man. Is it? No. Is but, you that... know, he's, he's always getting new suits. No, but it, look, look at the eyes. He's like my girlfriend Those... <laughs> before a wedding. You know, just. Those eyes, that just is. Just pick one. Come on. Come on, focus, focus okay, now. Okay, focus, okay. Focus, yeah, now. Yeah, focus, the, the, focus on the Spider Man. bigger eyes, the bit. But seriously, it's six dresses now. <laughs> The wedding's on Friday. The Spider-Man in question here. This that looks like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Oh, do you not think that looks like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man suit? It's, because yes, it's got it's yeah. got the white lines on it and everything, yeah, like the yeah. silver lines that Raimi really enjoyed. Like, I'm gonna I'm just gonna bring up a, an image to it's like a comparison thing there. And Toby Maguire, Spider-Man, images. It's two guys googling images of people to put on screen. Action shot. To solve a superhero theory. Yeah, look at that, that there. Yeah. That Spider-Man suit looks like that one there. There's a bit more blue on the on the mid the sides, isn't there? Perhaps, yeah. That might be You're right. about the only difference. Well, no, because there's blue there. You can see some, the blue on the there's sides. There's some white webbing. Yes. There's more white webbing on the design. So, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you not more <laughs> impressed that that is like, that's Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, not Tom Holland Spider-Man, despite the fact that that is Vulture from Tom Holland Spider-Man and Venom, who is not in Tom Holland Spider-Man yet. And we know in Spider-Man Far From Home, it seems like there's multiverses. Yes. And we've seen Doc Ock, yeah, everything is coming together. Yes, very excited. Quantum Leap, compulsory <laughs> reference. Uh -huh. However, maybe Tom Holland just got a new suit. That looks exactly the same <laughs> as the <laughs> Tobey. <laughs> yes! 
No, that's, that can't be by accident. This isn't, you know, Buzz Lightyear is actually a real <laughs> man who just went through a dimension and is now a toy. Yeah. It's not that level of theory. <laughs> but what did you make of the trailer? I, you know what? I love that Sony, you know, like, I feel like the last 10 years has been 80s nostalgia. Let's go back to the 80s. And right now we're living through that with the 90s. Everything's got 90s aesthetics. Bring back the noughties, Sony. Venom, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Morbius. These look like movies I would have watched as a teenage boy yeah. with Eminem on the soundtrack. I was going to say. New metal. That's it, yeah. If this film ends and it just like a chunky guitar goes like, chicka, chicka, chin, 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 pish, pish, pish. That's how they're like everything directed by, yes. like and all that sort of stuff. That's what I'm after from this. Looking like the Punisher. Mm. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, particularly that scene where Jared Leto is flying in the subway station. That looked like, it was such an early noughties, post-millennium bug aesthetic that you see in the Matrix and the X-Men films. And yeah, I, I mean, Venom did extraordinarily well with that aesthetic. I think it's, it taps into the teenage boy in all of us. So... I'm, I'm very excited. I'm curious more than anything, to be honest. I'm just pleased that Sony have finally got their sort of expanded universe that they've been trying to get for years and years and years. The whole The Amazing Spider-Man series with Andrew Garfield. I say series, it was two films in the end. <laughs> but that was designed to be like the start of, hey, we haven't got an MCU, but we have got Spider-Man who's got a bajillion baddies that everyone knows. We can build a whole universe around that instead. Now it's, it's finally starting to come together for them. And I'm just, sort of, I'm just thrilled that it's finally working out for them. They're not just making this new sort of, uh, yeah, fleshed out roster of movie, solo movie leading characters. But I want, let's go back to your point. Okay. They're getting to tie in the previous iterations. Yes. All their sort of, you know, ultimately botched attempts at it. But can I uh, present, can I present my own wacky theory for you here? So, <clears throat> get ready folks. Tom Holland said in an interview this week, uh -oh. he's not sure whether he'll play Spider-Man again. So really? Spider-Man Far From Home could be, is it Far From Home? No, that was the second one. Oh, did I get it wrong? Yeah. What's the new one called again? No, no way. Coming Far From Home, No, no way, way Home. Is it No Way no Home? Way that, home. Yeah, producer Rich is nodding at us. Come up with, you know, different titles will be, uh, different sounding titles will be helpful. Can you go back and put <laughs> No Way Home, me saying No Way Home over the first time I said yeah, can it? Yeah, can you edit this to make us sound like we know what we're talking about? Thanks, producer Rich. So but keep this bit in still. <laughs> so Tom Holland has said that he may not be playing it anymore after the third Spider-Man movie that's coming out. What if we're getting Tobey Maguire back as Spider-Man <laughs> on a full-time basis. And this is the backdoor pilot uh, to bring him in and we'll do Spider-Man 4. Yes. Let's go back to 2006. You just said that's what you wanted. I'm not. Oh, okay. That so, wasn't sarcasm. Sorry, it sounded like, it sounded like you were asking me like, yeah, great idea. Let's go back no, 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 to... No, 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 I'm all for it. I just said too many weddings I'm going to right now. <laughs> I'm going through mortgage stuff. It was so much simpler in 2006. <laughs> I hadn't even gone to uni. I could just sit in my pants, in, in my bedroom with the curtains closed, yep. watching DVDs. Evanescence posters all over the wall. Yes, please. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, decent trailer that was.
this film has gone from being one of my... I, I, I would say that it was a film I was excited to see to becoming one of the most anticipated films mm. for me this year. The Eternals is out this week, the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's available in all sorts of formats, including Real D, 3D, 4DX, Super Screen, IMAX. You can see it on all sorts of massive ways to see a film. But all of the reviews that have come out about this have all gone with a line of like, no one is ready for how great this film is. Mm. Well, I think we saw the same thing with Shang-Chi and we were both stunned how good that was at the start of phase four. Because, you know, you know, each new phase, I was like, oh, have they gone too much with a split of TV and movies now? How's that going to affect the main tempo releases? But Shang-Chi is, for me, like a top third MCU installment. With this, it's they've got Chloe Zhao as the director. And while I wasn't really a fan of Nomadland, the, the way it looked is undeniably beautiful. So just like how you saw Dune in IMAX or in the biggest screen possible, yeah, I think Eternals as well. It's going to have those big landscape shots. I want, to, I want to see something in Screen X. I still haven't. I think these big, almost John Ford-style Western shots, but a lot more overcast and moody, it looks like. Uh, almost like a Turner painting. That's what I think Chloe Zhao does. Well, if you go and see this film in Real D, 3D or 4DX between the 5th and the 7th of November... Oh, Davis. We were talking about um, posters for Evanescence. Yeah. How do you fancy a poster for The Eternals? Yes. An exclusive poster. An exclusive poster. Well, then I'm more in. Oh, yes. I told the story with Dan Layton, but I haven't told you this before. When I went to go see The Dark Knight, I went on like day one to go and see it. And I got an exclusive poster for going on like day one, first showing of the movie. It was a 3D poster, like a 3D holographic poster That's thing. Cool. If you look at it from one side, you can see Batman. You look at it from another angle, you see the Joker. Oh, mwah. love an exclusive poster. I love an exclusive Pokemon card. Uh, but I don't think we'll get that with this. No? No. Yeah, oh, wait, why not? Because Pokemon. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but if you aren't really into your superhero I got, an, movies, I got an exclusive Pokemon card when I saw Pokemon, the first movie. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was part of the... Yeah. Did you not get one for Detective Pikachu? No, no, oh, no. Well, opportunity missed. <laughs> um, if you're not into your, your superhero stuff, you can always go check out The Card Counter, mm. starring Oscar Isaac. I saw a very funny tweet recently where someone's partner thought Oscar Isaac was the same person as Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, can't believe oh. that guy from The Good Place is that good in Dune. <laughs> that is brilliant. They, I want them to get together for a family yes. reunion. Oh, so do I. And, yeah, <gasps> New mission. Good. Cast them together. Manzoukas is the wacky cousin. Yes. Isaacs is the unhinged but trying to be straight man. <gasps> that is a buddy comedy that writes itself. Doesn't it just? Yeah. Come on now, get on to that, Manzoukas. Um, but yeah, this is, um, it's from the writer, and you know, well, it was the writer of Taxi Driver. He's directed stuff within his own rights. He's kind of like a legendary name within Hollywood, Paul Schrader, and it's presented by Martin Scorsese. The trailer for it is very moody. It feels very like, you know, a 70s style film, but being made mm. now. This has got like a really specific audience that it is catering itself towards. And it is catering itself towards it perfectly. Yeah, and it's Oscar Isaac, who I feel, as much as I love him in Dune, he is a ultimately supporting player. You think of him in the Star Wars movies. He's he, he, not in it enough for me as Poe Dameron, but... Before he got cast in Star Wars, he had such an excellent run of leading character dramas. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Um, what's the one where he is like, he builds up a 
oil business uh, or like a shipping business in New York. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, and he's fantastic in pretty much... Every, uh, uh, inside Llewellyn Davis as well, the Coen Brothers movie. So I'm really excited to see him here. He's just an incredibly intense performer. Speaking of intense performers, someone I'm a massive fan of, Kristen Stewart is back on our big screens this week as Diana, mm. Princess of Wales, in the new movie Spencer. Which uh, I was speaking to Dan Layton about this when he was being substitute teacher uh, <laughs> while you know various members of our team were away. He really, really liked this mm. film. Like he had nothing but positive things to say about it. This is not my kind of movie, you know, royal drama from the 90s. However, there is something that captivates me about how this movie is made. It look, I don't know if it's, the, the trailers certainly suggest it's going to be in 4-3. It's that kind of grainy texture to the film, which makes it look like B-roll paparazzi shots from the 90s. Obviously, that's evoking certain things that happened in Diana's life. It's a... It's a Diana biopic, by the way, for like, I think it's over one weekend of her life in, mm -hmm. when she's visiting the royal family. And it's just like, yep, yeah, it's, it's the first film I've seen that looks like how I remember my 90s mm. childhood. That's interesting. So I, I, yeah, I really want to see it just for sort of nostalgic purposes. Is yeah. that the right word? Yeah, I think, yeah, I can sort of see what you're saying by that. And speaking of people saying things about certain topics... Here's Dan Layton speaking with Christian Stewart about Spencer. Pablo Lorraine is an incredible filmmaker. I, I love his movies. He called me with um, like silly confidence that I should play Princess Diana, which as a first notion was like ridiculous to me, <laughs> but it was like very contagious. I was like, um, I, I mean, I really like her. It's really hard not to like her. I didn't know very much about her before we made this movie, but I did know that I was drawn to this person and that it was a sort of, um, kind of a, just a good time to fantasize about what it felt like in an interior way. And so, um, as scary as it was and, and as irresponsible as it was to say like, yes, I think I can definitely do this in your film. I had to give it a shot. I totally could have fallen on my face, but it was worth it was worth trying. If you start to really sit and analyze it and try to do an impression, if you did a perfect impression, it would be too much. It's almost like she's a character of herself at times in interviews. She's like this undulating, swanning, like blinking, talking. She talks so fast. Um, she's always reaching out as well. I feel like the the trippiest thing about watching the interviews is that she's never other than later in life when she decided to do, when she planned certain interviews. Uh, she's always saying one thing, but meaning another and reaching out from behind a kind of curtain um, of, 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 a, of a place where she's not allowed to really express herself. Both The Card Counter and Spencer are in limited release this weekend. Spencer gets a much bigger release next week, by the way. So you could, hey, get in there a bit early doors. But that's not all you can check out this week because we've also got Last Night in Soho, Dune, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Halloween Kills. The Boss Baby 2, this time it's personal. Uh, sorry, the Boss... <laughs> the Boss Baby 2, Die Harder. Uh... <laughs> The Boss Baby 2 family business runs gone wrong for Adam's family too. And still, you do have no time to die. Go see that. So, 
What is your pick of the week? Oh, this is tri- this is tricky because it's like um, two different parts of my palette want to be satisfied. I know. Yeah. I want to see the Eternals, and I also want to see Spencer really, really badly, actually. Um, and I, I is it just from new releases this week? Hey, you can pick whatever you want. I know you very much enjoyed Dune. I'm going to go with Last Night in Soho. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just because yeah, I haven't my seen pick of, it yet. Yeah, my pick of last mm-hmm. week. Um, I mean, hey, got an unlimited card. You can go see all of them, really. Talk about that in just a second. Uh, I think for me, I'm going to be the basic one here. I'm picking the Eternals. Yeah. I'm so, so excited for this movie. I cannot wait to see it. I'm going to go see it on as big of a screen as I possibly can. Uh, I, I can't wait to take it all in. Guys, it's here. It's, it's finally it's finally here. I, after being delayed for so long. Boss Baby 2 is like, you know, it's been out for a while though. Well, I know, but aside from Boss Baby 2, Ghostbusters Afterlife, it, it's, it's here. And you can pre-book your tickets for it. That means, <laughs> do you know what? That means it's really close now. It's coming, it's happening. I, so, okay, so we've been invited to a screening of the movie that was next week, next Thursday, in fact, when we'd be recording our thing. I'm so, so excited. Uh, I've got permission from my wife that I'm off like my parenting duty so I can go and see it. We're seeing it on like Screen X as well, so it's like a 270 degree thing. <laughs> Cannot wait. I got an email from them as well being like, it's no longer on Thursday, it's now on Monday. I almost cried because <laughs> it's four days extra that I have to wait. And I was like, no, don't take this away from me. This has a real spine-tingling trailer. I've, I've watched it a load of times because it's on front, in the front of like every movie I've seen at the cinema recently. And it's the one that gets me more than any other. Just, you know, that clip on the, the YouTube uh, clip of the old Call Us and then Dan Aykroyd's voice oh. at the end. We're closed. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And you can pre-book your tickets for this film right now. Click the link in the video description. I mean, you're probably going to see me. At, at, <laughs> all of the all screenings. of the screenings. I'm going to take it's a, a roadshow. <laughs> I'm like Kevin Smith. I'm just going to tour the country, and I'm just going to go see this film as many times as I possibly can. I'm so so excited for this film. This is so busy. I've actually got to pick up my notes here so I can read this verbatim. Because hey, do you like Harry Potter? Yes. I know someone in our room over there likes Harry Potter. Well, if you want to see the films again, Cineworld are doing a Harry Potter marathon. Sure. We've got the 20th anniversary screening of The Philosopher's Stone. But what about all the other films? Heck, can you name them all? Okay. I think I, pos- I probably can. I don't think it's that hard, is it? In order. Yeah, so there's The Philosopher's Stone, The Dingley Doodad. What was the second one called? Chamber of Secrets. Prisoner of Azkaban. Goblet of Fire. I'm having to verify with... And he's getting increasingly like, yes! The, the Fire of... Uh, Order of the Phoenix. Half-Blood Prince. Deathly Hallows 1 and 2. He's got it. This is why I'm the Cinemania host. Well done. Undefeated champion. Yeah. I had to take over as the host because no one could beat me at it. <laughs> um, anyway, so you go see all those movies throughout December. As I said, I've got to pick up my notes here so I can read this out to you. For the December, The Philosopher's Stone, Chamber of Secrets. 5th of December, Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire. 11th of December, Order of the Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince. 12th of December, Deathly Hallows, Part 1 and Part 2. That's awesome, because I, I really feel very little screen... Very, a very small amount of screen time 
in Harry Potter is devoted to Christmas. Because it's like <laughs> yeah. a, you know, it's, it's a school year. But like, they feel like Christmas movies they so do, much. Yeah. I guess because when they were released originally. So that, I did, I did a Harry Potter marathon about three years ago throughout Christmas, watching them all. Uh, and then we went to Harry Potter Land or whatever it's called. Nerd. So this is, yeah, that, that's a really nice way to spend a Christmas. But I know what you're thinking there. It's like, well, surely to get all of those cinema tickets must be... It's going to be costly. Oh, it's going to be costly, isn't it? I can feel... Just imagine the pizza. I can feel my wallet burning away. Ah. But thankfully, I don't have to worry about that because I've got an unlimited card and so do you. Yes, I do. But you mentioned pizza there. I did. (laughs) Still amazed by this. (laughs) Still floored by this offer. Taste card. We are giving away taste cards to new and existing unlimited card holders. That means you get money off a load of stuff, including, and this is the one that blows Ollie and mine's (laughs) tiny little mind, 50% off. Orders from pizza and Domino's. <laughs> yeah. Speechless. So with the the person who signs off these videos, we like, you know, sent it across to her. She was she loved the reaction, the, the, the shoot reaction you had. Oh, last marketing week. dream. <laughs> you know, when you go to Cineworld and they play the things before the film starts, it's, it is just people sometimes going like this. You know, feel more at Cineworld, and they're, they're doing the slow motion facial reactions. <laughs> I want them to take that moment and blow it up on the big screen. Just put an IMAX. Yeah, <laughs> big, big like, face. Well, really? 50% off Domino's? What? But slow mo over and over again. <laughs> I know you're sad that we can't talk about Cliff Richard, uh, the Great Eighty Tour anymore. No. But thankfully, I it as well. but thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, we've got more event cinema coming your way, including anything goes on the 28th of November. Christmas with Andre on the 4th of December. And the Met Opera Live 2021 to 2022 Eurodice on the 4th of December. And we've also got those unlimited screens we were talking about last week, including Pirates and King Richard. I've seen a lot of trailers for King Richard mm. now, the Will Smith movie about the uh, him, uh, the father who's, who raised um, Venus and Serena Williams. It's really good. There's an excellent line at the end of it where a guy's like, oh man, you got the next Michael Jordan. He's like, nah, man. I got two. Oh, good line, mate. Is it as good as Will Smith's line in the Gemini trailer, though, where he says, "He made a person <laughs> out of another person," which is an all-time great go-home line for a trailer. It really is. I hadn't considered what a brain of wombat has got to say here, so. Wait, the 1995 Toy Story is set in a universe where intergalactic space travel exists and Buzz Lightyear was a real person. To further on from that, not only was Buzz Lightyear a real person in the Toy Story universe of 1995, as was intergalactic space travel, it would have been like 40 years previous to Toy Story happening. 
Wait, wait, wait. What? Huh? So in Toy Story, yes. Buzz Lightyear is a toy yes. that is based upon a real person who Buzz Lightyear who did intergalactic space traveling. Oh, what? The, mm, the, are you sure that's just not the marketing slogan to be like, no, it's not a toy? Huh? When they say real person, I didn't mean it as like a real historical figure in the Toy Story verse. But it is. That's that's what the premise is. That of the, what it that's is? The, yeah, we talked about this last week. That's what the premise of the movie is. This is based on the human that the toy was based upon. Not the human character. No, the human who went on intergalactic space journeys. So what they, yeah, I mean, like what Brain of Wombat said there is that in the Toy Story universe, intergalactic space travel has existed for multiple decades. It's a bit like, I remember listening to a podcast that was reviewing Spider-Man 3, where it's like, guys, there's an alien in this movie. <laughs> Aliens exist in the <laughs> Spider-Man world. And you're like, oh yeah, that is weird, isn't it? Because previous to that, the aliens had not been there and all of a sudden there's an alien there i yeah i i just i don't think i agree with it's based on the but it is that's what the, chris evans has said chris evans has, has literally said that let's get these quotes up chris. i just I, because that doesn't make sense at all does it right here tweet because then are all the toys from Toy Story an alien race that have been brought back by the interstellar travel? Well, like the aliens... That's that, why that, they're alive. Oh, no, no, no. Like they are based upon actual aliens that have been discovered. So Chris Evans said this was on uh, December 11, 2020. Just to be clear, this isn't Buzz Lightyear the toy. This is the origin story of the human Buzz Lightyear that the toy is based on. Yes. I see. I, that sentence to me says... It's not a perfect way of saying it, but he's saying this is the human character in the, the fictional human character in the world, not a real, actual astronaut. Well, he says the human See, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I just think he says that to put over the fact that it's not a toy. It's, it's not the toy based on the toy. But it's a toy that's based on the TV show. Yes, which is a which is a live action TV show. I no, I I think that they well they're very clear on saying that this is the human that the toy was based upon. But that, like you said, that means that in that everyone lives on space stations now. Yeah, like Wally. It's just like <laughs> why are you driving regular cars, Andy's mum? Aren't they all connected? The Pixar movies. Well, that's the theory. There's isn't that it? big expanding it's so theory. Fun. It's so good. Yeah, that the Toy Story like that's the start of the sentient universe that then becomes cars and wipes out humanity. <laughs> and then all the cars die out because there's no one to look after them anymore, which is what Wally is tidying up and all the humans left to, uh, to go off into space. And the cars just roamed free for millennia. And Ratatouille was just, they were just there. Yeah. There at the point. Yeah, it's something like that. I think it might have been done before Ratatouille, so I can't quite remember where that fits in. I, I remember reading, I definitely remember a version that incorporated Brave. Yes, and, Brave's like the very... Yeah, yeah. Is that the very first point? It might be the very final point, actually. I think that's like the... Re, oh, yeah. It's the restart of human civilization, which is why she has got like the carvings of <laughs> Sully and Mike Wazowski and things like that. So uh, it, it's fun whenever Pixar bring out a new completely disconnected story that this person is like, uh, uh, it, it'll fit somehow. 
I mean, Corlys has said, to be precise, it's the fictional character that inspired the toy. As Lightyear is a franchise in the Toy Story world, this movie is part of that. Oh, so who said that? That's uh, Corlys. Uh, is that a commenter? Yes. Or a... Okay, well, that that's what I... That's an eloquent way of my, my argument. Yeah, I know, I, I completely agree. Yeah. But that's not what Chris Evans said in his tweet. I just think he... Yeah, I just think he worded it wrong. Yeah. Um... Anyway, I think that's all we've got time for. <laughs> what do you think is going on, everyone? I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> nice one, Chris Evans. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. Tell your friends. I found out through a, uh, a podcast friend of mine. If you leave a review, maybe we'll read out reviews. In fact, we will read out reviews. However, if you've left a review previously and you edit that review, it becomes a brand new review. Huh. So do that as well help us thank you all so much for listening we'll see you next week uh, everyone that has been what's on <laughs>